0: We've been talking over the last few weeks about making some decisions this year because there's so much that we can't control, but we can control the decisions that we make. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about making that most important decision, the decision to follow Jesus. Last week, we looked at another decision that we must make. Not just to read God's word, but to let God's word read us. Today I want to challenge you and encourage you to make a decision this year to spend more time in prayer. In fact, the scripture says in Philippians 4, present your requests to God each day. But I want to flip that a little bit and encourage you that as you go to God in prayer, to ask him to present his requests to you. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day, where everybody posts on their social media a Martin Luther King quote. I want to share with you a Martin Luther King quote about prayer, because for all the right, that Martin Luther King fought for, he did so because he knew the righteousness of God through Christ. He says this, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. He's saying that if we are going to claim the name of Christ and calling ourselves Christians, then we must be people of prayer. But prayer isn't just about delivering our shopping list to God, presenting our requests to him. It's about inviting him to present his requests to us. want you to know, a little bit of personal privilege if I can, that every day I pray for every one of you. This is my little prayer book here. Your name is in it. Quite likely, if you're watching online, your name is in it as well, but I'm not quite sure I can make that promise because I don't know who's watching. But every day... I got a book full of stuff that I spend some time early in the morning presenting to God. Been doing that for a few years now. But in doing that, I've discovered that there is something better than presenting my requests to God that's been quiet enough to let God present his requests to me. You see, prayer is a conversation. And in every conversation, there is both speaking and listening, right? Well, hopefully, (laughs) that's not always true, as much of our uh, cultural rhetoric reminds us. But there's someone talking and someone listening. And then there's another person talking and another person listening. So often in prayer, our only definition of prayer is to speak. But I believe that the joy and the power and the benefit and the blessing of prayer is not just in our speaking, but in our listening as well. Paul says, present your requests to God. But I want to flip that, and this year I want to ask you to make a decision to let God present his requests in prayer to you. It's one thing to be the talker in prayer, but I believe as the church we need to spend more time listening in prayer. If you have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 6. If you want to look it up online, open another tab. Maybe go to Bible Gateway, open our app, and type in Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 5. Matthew chapter 6 is one of those landmark passages on prayer because the disciples say, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach me how to make my requests to you. But what we often miss is that before that request to know how to pray, how to talk to God... Jesus outlines some things that we need to listen to in prayer. This is what he says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you that they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in heaven. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. Paul says, present your requests to God. We must do that. That's one side of the prayer coin. But the flip side is that when we're in prayer, we must ask God to present his requests to us. What are some of the things that God would request of us in prayer? The scripture starts verse five with this assumption that we will pray. Whenever you pray. It's not if you want to pray. It's not if life is hard enough for you to pray. It's not if you're really, really desperate and you don't know what else to do then pray. It's whenever you pray. There was this assumption that if you were to follow the person and the way of Jesus, then you would be a person of prayer. It was an assumption that was true of the Jews that Jesus would be talking to. There were public times of prayer that you needed to attend, but there were private times to pray that you can attend any time. Whenever you pray. This is the first thing that God would request of us. You must not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. I think the first thing that God would request of us as we go to him in prayer is that we would pray, and therefore we would live, and therefore we would talk with integrity. Right right at the beginning, he's saying, when you pray, don't pray with hypocrisy. You know, the opposite of hypocrisy is integrity. Integrity. The word hypocrisy means that we put on a mask and we pretend to be someone we're not. The opposite of hypocrisy is integrity. And so right at the beginning, Jesus is saying, when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. Pray with integrity. What does that mean? The problem with the hypocrites is that they prayed publicly and they prayed loudly. Not to catch the ear of God, but to impress those who were listening. Praying for any other reason than to connect with God is not prayer. They were praying very loudly and very publicly, not to connect with God, but to promote an agenda. In fact, they were looking to promote an agenda of which they were the center of. That when people looked at them praying, people would think they were someone special that people would think that they were someone superior. They would be using prayer to pretend they were someone that they're not. And Jesus said, don't do that. He says, if you're doing that, the only reward of that is that maybe you'll get a polite golf clap from those that are watching. He's saying, compared to connecting with heaven, the praise of men is incredibly unsatisfying. Compared to the greatness of connecting with God and listening with God in prayer. Paul says, present your requests to God. I'm encouraging you to let God present his requests to you. And the first thing that God would want to present to us is that we would pray with integrity and without hypocrisy. And that as we pray, we're not doing it so that people think we're good. We're not doing it to check some religious box. We're praying because we want to connect with God. Prayer says, I want to connect with you. But praying with hypocrisy says, prayer is all about me. I believe the first request that God would make of us when we go to him in prayer and listen is that we would pray without hypocrisy, that we would pray with integrity, and that as we pray with integrity, that integrity would grow within our lives. We must make our prayers to God. We must give him our focus. Praying becomes a dangerous business when we're praying with hypocrisy. As God presents his request to us, the first thing he's saying is pray with integrity. If you're praying that God would extend forgiveness, you got to do it. If you're praying that God would have care and compassion, you got to have that same care and compassion. There must be integrity in our prayers. That's what God desires. Was that Walker? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not unusual for me to hear snoring when I'm speaking, but it is from a a dog. I don't know what to make of that. (laughs) you probably missed that on the camera. See what you're missing out on? Snoring dogs. (laughs) When we go to God in prayer, one of the things that God requests of us is integrity. Jesus goes on, verse 6, but when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. He's not saying that public prayer is wrong. He's just saying that public prayer should be an expression of private prayer that you've already prayed. He says this, go into a private space. Very often, imagine in the, the, the homes as Jesus was walking the earth, That was probably like a storage closet, maybe a little back room. The emphasis isn't on where, it's on the private. It's saying, go to a place where you can be alone with God. Go to a place where you can be real and honest and vulnerable Go to a place when you can pray and your ego is set on the side. Because it's just you. There's no one to pretend to. I think a second thing that God would say to us when we go to him in prayer, something that he would request of us, not only that we would pray with integrity, but that we would pray with humility. You see, when we're alone, when it's just us and God, we can let down our God. Go to the private place. He says, in that private place, God is unseen. He's saying, you don't need to be seen in prayer by anybody but God. It's not about anybody but God. So be seen only by God. And he says, when this happens, something very special will happen. He says, and God will reward you. He says, when you're praying with hypocrisy, the only reward you'll get is the reward that people are seeing. But when you're praying privately before God, when you've laid aside your ego, when you've opened your heart to God, when you're praying with humility, then there's a reward from heaven in that. What is that reward? That reward is God himself. That reward is that we're decreasing and he is increasing. Increasing. That reward is that as we're praying, he's listening. And as we're listening, he's speaking. The Apostle Paul says, present your requests to God. But the challenge I want to offer this year is let God present his requests to you. He desires humility. He desires integrity. Verse 7. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles since they imagine that they'll be heard because of all their words. Don't be like them because your father knows the things you need before you ask them. When we go before God, I believe God would encourage us, pray with integrity, pray with humility, pray with authenticity. This word babble is an interesting one. It it talks about saying more than we need to. But, But more than that, it talks to us trying to impress someone. Let me twist my words. Let me slant them a little bit. So that as I say them, you will think that I'm someone pretty special. It's very hard for us to recognize babbling in our culture today. You know why? Because we've normalized it. We've normalized this idea that when we meet someone for the first time or how we project ourselves on social media, that we're walking into a competition where we have to impress each other. I don't know about you, but I find one of the least impressive things about people is when they're trying to impress me by how impressive they are. Does that make sense? You, you know, if you if you come to me telling me how great you are, I am not particularly attracted to you. If you come to me in humility, without pretense, then you become the kind of person that I want to know. Yet Jesus is saying so often we do this same thing in prayer, right? God, you know how nice I was to Mrs. Smith the other day. God, you you saw me do that act of kindness... God, you know how hard life is for poor me right now. But God says, you don't need to impress me. You know why? Because that's not how grace works. Following Jesus isn't about doing enough to impress God. It's realizing that before we were born, when we were formed in our mother's womb, God created us and he looked at us and he says, wow. God was impressed by you before you were even born. You don't need to win his impressedness. And so when we go to God in prayer, we don't need to pretend we're someone we're not. We need to go as our authentic self. We don't need to impress him, the scripture says, because he knows. He knows what we need before we ask. He knows who we are before we try and impress him. So the question becomes, if God knows what we're going to pray for before we pray, why do we need to pray? But I would put it to you that praying to God is not just about your request, it's about your relationship with him. We pray not just because we want to order something from the supply house. We pray because that relationship with God is the most important thing above us. Prayer develops our relationship with an abundantly loving God. Pre- prayer prepares us for the answer that God wants to give. The Apostle Paul says, present your requests to God. That's good. You got to do it. God hears and God answers. But this year, I would challenge you to, to take some time and let God prepare and present his requests to you. He desires your integrity. He desires your humility. He desires your authenticity. And then finally, he teaches the disciples, starting at verse 9, this prayer that's become known as the Lord's Prayer. It's really the disciples' prayer. And in this prayer, he teaches us something else that we need to know. He desires integrity. He desires humility. He desires authenticity. And he desires our trust. He desires our trust. Therefore, as you go to that private place, as you go to God in prayer without pretense, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. You know what Jesus is teaching them there? He's teaching them that the one that we pray to is trustworthy because he's holy, he's without sin. He's perfect in every way, he's set apart. Your kingdom come, your will be done as It is in heaven. In prayer, we're saying, God, I trust you that you've got a better way. That all the struggles and difficulties and challenges of this world. Because the kingdom of darkness is reigning. And so we want your kingdom of light and life to invade the kingdom of earth. and We trust you. Give us this day our daily bread. (laughs) I spent a lot of time studying that word daily. Sometimes I wished it meant yearly (laughs) or at least monthly. (laughs) But God says, I'm going to give you what you need today. And as we pray that, we're saying, God, I'm going to trust you for what I need today. And that makes perfect sense because we don't know what tomorrow is going to need. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who sin against us. That's a hard one that requires some integrity to to pray that. But but really it's a prayer of trust. Bring us not into temptation. God, I trust you to protect me. Deliver me from the evil one because he's working and he's active and he's prodding and he's pro and is testing and is tempting. God, I need to trust you in prayer. And when we go to God in prayer, one of God's requests is that we would trust him. And as we trust him, we pray with faith. And as we pray with faith, God hears and sees and responds. Weeks ago, took and spoke about that important decision to follow Jesus. Last week I challenged you to make a decision to not just read scripture, but to let scripture read you. Because God's got all kinds of things that He wants to say. Continue along that idea that God wants to speak to you. I want to encourage you to make a decision. Not just to present your requests to God, but to let God present his requests to you. What would God request of you as you pray? He would request that you pray with integrity. He would request humility. He would request authenticity, and he would requ- request That you trust him. As we continue this year with much unknown ahead, the great and gracious invitation of God is to commune with him in prayer. We present our requests. What a gift! But he has requests of us. It's not that he needs us. It's that he wants us. It's not that he's forcing anything on us, but that he's inviting us to a life that is full and rich. And abundant. As you go to your private place of prayer this week, if you don't have one, find one, present your requests, make a list. But while there, listen to the voice of God who invites you to pray with integrity and with humility and with authenticity and with great trust that whatever happens, he's in charge and working all things out for his glory.